now that the energy has shifted to the Black Equity Podcast, I got a lot of questions, a lot of questions for the culture. And since we're right on the cusp of this Super Bowl that's going to be in Miami, uh, hosted by the NFL, my question today is what is the black equity of the Super Bowl? I'm DJ Motri of the Black Equity Network, and you know what time it is. Welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. That's right. I said it in the opening. The energy is now shifted to the Black Equity Podcast. Anybody who's anybody is listening to this podcast because they know we're giving them the truth. It's that simple. It's that simple. Everybody else can run to the Super Bowl. They can run to Miami and have their parties. But we got some questions. While everybody else is partying at the Super Bowl and enjoying Miami's sun and the beach, We got some questions for the culture. And I think it's time that we dig in and really look at what's popping. Am I the only one? (laughs) Am I the only one looking at this like y'all are so phony? All for the last few years, everybody's been talking about how they're going to boycott the NFL. Boycott the NFL, stand with Colin Kaepernick. You know, we're doing it for the culture. And then every single year, a huge amount of people are rushing to be a part of the festivities that are being hosted by the NFL. And so my question is, what is the black equity of the NFL? Which is going to lead to so many other questions. But before I get into those questions and possibly the answers... I want you to understand why I'm asking this question. Why am I asking the questions that will appear on today's episode? Why does it matter? 
if there's any black equity. And for those who are just now coming in and they're hearing about black equity for the first time, what is black equity? Black equity is ownership from uh, the diaspora. And so that could be from Africa. That could be from black Americans. That could be from anywhere in the world that is a descendant of black culture, of black people. Now, some people do not call us black. Some people in other parts of the world would never even use the term black. Black is just a way for us to have some type of commonality. But you can, you know, if you're in uh, the Hebrew Israelites, if you are, uh, you consider yourself to be Nigerian or a specific um, uh, nationality within Africa, it's just a common term that we can use with one another. Why that term? Because it makes sense. That's why. So for all the people who are listening to this for the first time, welcome to Black Equity, where we're going to study the ownership of what's going on in our culture or lack thereof. And you and I both know there's not much higher in life besides maybe the spiritual realm than equity. Equity is the highest form of payment that you can give to an individual, at least as of today. There's nothing you can give that's higher than equity. And so what we want to do on this podcast, on every episode, and if this is your first time, go back and listen to the other episodes, is we want to give you the game on specific sectors, show you the people that are inside of these sectors, And what they're going to do is give you some cultural equity, some relational equity, some things that you can take with you and build your own and then have an opportunity to partner with them, have an opportunity to network with them. Hence the name Black Equity Network. By listening to this podcast, you're exposing yourself to the very best of black culture. Now that we got that out the way, I wanted you to understand my perspective before I dive in. To this topic because it's 2020. I'm watching and I'm paying attention to the culture and I'm seeing a lot of fakeness. Let's, I mean, it's just time. It's time for, we can't hold back anymore. I'm seeing a lot of fakeness. What, what am I seeing? I am seeing a culture that has told me that they don't rock with the NFL. They, they, they can't deal with the NFL because they don't like the way Colin Kaepernick is being treated. They don't like the way this person is being treated. Blase, blase. And so my issue with the NFL isn't necessarily the Colin Kaepernick thing. That's it's a slippery slope. My issue with the NFL is there is no black ownership in the NFL. And so the common saying is. Don't eat anywhere where they wouldn't even hire you. (laughs) Don't eat anywhere where that they wouldn't allow you to have any type of ownership there. Why would you eat there? And my friends, here's what we have. We have a nation of black and brown people eating at a table that they wouldn't even dare to hire you in. Now, the argument could be, well, they hire some black coaches and they hire players. Yeah, okay, fair. Maybe that, 
maybe that counts. I'm talking about ownership. If if they wouldn't allow us at the seat at the table of equity, the highest form of payment to our culture, why would I want to even sit there? Why would I want that? Now, I want to go through how much money is going to be made during the Super Bowl. Because a lot of what the the money that they're going to be making during the Super Bowl is coming from your pockets. You're handing over your money to the Super Bowl. You're handing over your money to the NFL. And you like it. Because it's the cool thing to do. So the street.com puts out an article called Super Bowl Revenue. How much does the big game generate? Uh, it says here the Super Bowl is one of the biggest spending and earning events of the year. Here's what that means. Now, on our previous episode, we gave you some game. We told you that the poor teach their children how to buy. The rich teach their children how to sell. (laughs) And the wealthy teach their children how to acquire. So I'm going to read that statement one more time. The Super Bowl is one of the biggest spending and earning events of the year. Here's what that means. So let's kind of break this down. It says Shakira and Jennifer Lopez will headline the halftime show. Companies have paid $5.6 million just to run a 30-second ad between plays. Fans are shelling out thousands of dollars for seats. This will be, as always, the most expensive Super Bowl ever, no matter which side of the transaction you're on. But how much is this game actually worth? How much money does the Super Bowl make? It depends entirely on who you are. So before I go into what this article is going to reveal to us, I want you to figure out, I want you to make a decision. Make a decision. I don't often come on here and make a plea to the black equity listeners. A lot of times we have our interviews. A lot of times we do a deep dive uh, into a certain topic. But today I am putting up a red flag and I'm making a plea to the general public because the culture is listening. The energy has been shifted to this podcast. And so I have a question and I have I have I have statements that need to be made. And I I need you to understand where I'm coming from here. What side of the transaction do you want to be on? And I want you to think of that in all aspects of your life. Which side of the transactions do you want to be on? The answer to that question will reveal the rest of your life. It will determine which path you go down. And and if you choose the right path for you, you'll be the happiest person that you'll ever be. You'll be operating at your highest and best self. So once again, let me ask one more time. Which side of the transaction do you want to be on? Welcome back to the Black Equity Podcast. So where we were is we were looking at which side of the transaction we wanted to be on, right? And we're looking at an article from the street.com. This is uh, on January 30th by Eric Reed. And it is talking about uh, the revenue that the big game generates. And one of the key questions it asks is, 
How much is this game actually worth? How much money does the Super Bowl make? It depends entirely on who you are. No matter which side of the transaction you're on, there's going to be a lot of money to be made. And so the question that I've posed to everybody who is listening, you're driving in your car, you're listening at home, you're on a run, you're jogging, whatever you may be doing right now. Here's the question I have for you. I need you to really think about this. Which side of the transaction do you want to be on? So let's go through these sides. So it says here the National Football League has several sources of revenue from the Super Bowl. Every year, the NFL makes tens of millions of dollars in merchandise sales, both leading up to and during the game. This is on top of the league's branded partnerships, which typically take a central position during the Super Bowl. For example, in 2020, the league announced that Quicken's Rocket Mortgage had joined as a sponsor for the game. While the NFL does not, again, release specific numbers on its partnerships, in 2019, the consulting firm IEG estimated they were worth approximately $1.39 billion. Okay, so just studying what we see there, so far we've, we're looking at merchandise, we're looking at branded partnerships. Write that down. The NFL is making money through merchandise and branded partnerships. You need to know where money flows. And I want you to decide which side of the transactions you're going to be on. Uh, Tickets will account for many millions of dollars more. While the NFL has not released details, Miami Gardens Hard Rock Stadium seats approximately 65,000 people with standard ticket prices reported to range between 1000 and 5000 not counting the five-figure luxury box seats. Even at the lowest possible range, that would make the tickets at this Super Bowl worth $65 million. So we looked at merchandise. That's one revenue from, from this game. We looked at branded sponsorships. That's the second piece of revenue. Now we're looking at ticket sales. Of 65 million minimum. We're on three sources off of one event. As we continue through, we're not even done yet. All of this is an enormous amount of money, but it pales in comparison to the value the Super Bowl's TV rights bring. So we, we got merchandise, we got branded partnerships, and we got tickets, but that's not even where the, the biggest money's coming from. The biggest money is coming from TV rights. So now we're on our fourth source. I told y'all in the very beginning of the Black Equity Podcast, we were going to follow the money. And I've been sitting back being very nice about this. But I'm seeing people going to games and flying down to Miami. And no one's talking about how they're on the wrong side of the transactions. How do you think the NFL is making their money? If you have a problem with the NFL, you can't be contributing to the very problem in which you're protesting. So when we look at this, the TV rights every year, Fox, CBS and NBC collectively pay the NFL three billion dollars. Let me repeat that. Collectively, those three stations pay the NFL three billion with a B for the rights to broadcast the least games. 
This deal includes the rotating right for one of these three networks to host the Super Bowl. In 2019, CBS broadcast the game. This year, Fox will do so. So they just rotate the Super Bowl every year to these three corporations. That's what the three billion dollars. That's what the three billion dollars gets them. It really gets them this game. And of course, they make money on the other games, but they're buying into the big dollars, which is going to be on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. We're on four sources of income. Now, let's look at the ad sales. Networks pay so much money because broadcasting NFL games is worth so much money. In the era of so-called cord cutting, live sports have increasingly become essential to the network television business model. It is one of the few forms of TV that viewers can be counted on to watch in a specific way. As a result, advertisements for popular sports have become more expensive and more important to the bottom line. Nowhere is that more true than the Super Bowl. By November 2019, Fox announced that it had sold all of its available advertising slots for the 2020 Super Bowl. Each 30-second spot sold for approximately $5.6 million. While specific numbers have not been released at time of this writing, in 2019, CBS received $336 million in ad revenue from its airing of the Super Bowl. Which side of the transactions do you want to be on, my friends? Why do you think these corporations are paying so much money to have uh, access to these games? And why, why, is, why is this worth $336 million? Who are they paying access for? Who are these people that are advertising? Why are they paying that much money to advertise? Because the eyeballs are there. And guess whose eyeballs they're talking about? <laughs> you guessed it. Yours. So come, come on back to the Black Equity Podcast. Welcome back. So hold on here. They want to have access to your eyeballs which means they then have access to your brain because they want to sell you something. But wait a second. The wealthy teach their children how to acquire. The rich teach their children how to sell. And the poor teach their children how to buy. Wait a second, wait a second, hold on. So these advertisers are paying, they're buying the right to have access to these games so then they can sell advertising to these advertisers. These advertisers are buying rights to these, to, to these TV spots so they can sell to somebody. The end user, the consumer. And the consumer, they're not thinking about all this money that's floating in the air. Oh, no. They're not thinking about the $336 million that just floated through in one night. Oh, no, that, that's not even 
on their on their vision. All they care about is watching the game. And as they watch the game, every single ad that they see is worth millions of dollars. You're watching millions of dollars float across your eyes. But instead of you seeing the millions of dollars that are floating by, oh no, you say, oh, I want to try that. I want to get that. I want to buy that product. I want to buy this, buy this, buy this. And magically, the people who advertise get a hefty return on their investment. A hefty return. But we're not done yet. Let's look at local revenue. The Super Bowl's impact on a local economy is is debated. In the short term, business booms. Hotels raise their rates by anywhere between 50% to 300%. Wait a second. Now hotels are in the game. But didn't we have an episode last season where we showed you how to acquire hotels? Wait a second. We gave you the game. If you had bought your hotel, if you had acquired your hotel, you could have raised those those rates up down in Miami. But hey, what does the Black Equity Podcast know? We're just putting episodes out just to put them out, right? There's no thought behind it. We're not trying to enlighten you and empower you so then you can have some type of ownership or what we would like to call Black Equity. No, we're not doing that at all. I want you to own those hotels that you go down there. But no, y'all don't want to own. Y'all are going down to Miami getting Airbnbs. But if you own it, <laughs> you won't have to do that. So let's look at let's let's look at what else is going on here. Uh airlines do the same. They raise their prices to go down there. Um, by one estimate, local rooms will average 520 to $540 for hotels. Airlines will raise their, uh, uh, rates by 50%. Attending one of the many parties around town where people go before and after the game will also cost attendees. Ticket prices have been reported to be 350 to a thousand. So now club promoters are getting in. Everybody's raising the prices just because it's the Super Bowl. No other reason, but because you deem it valuable, it becomes valuable. While the NFL is no longer a tax-exempt organization, it does conduct a competitive bidding process for the cities that want to host the Super Bowl. This tends to draw enormous interest from governments eager to draw in tens of thousands of high-spending tourists. But to do so, they need to make very expensive concessions to the league. This is where it gets very, very interesting because now we're dealing with municipalities. Now we're dealing with cities. Oh, and when you're dealing with cities, the money gets serious. In 2019, an investigation by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution found that the city's successful bid for the Super Bowl cost Atlanta approximately $46 million dollars. Atlanta paid $46 million, approximately. This came in the form of sales tax concessions. 
a hotel motel tax designated for major events, reimbursement for any state or local taxes connected with the event, and $20 million pledged by local businesses. This money comes on top of the additional expenses that a city takes on during a major event like the Super Bowl. Although through this tax breaks, through its tax breaks, the NFL did not directly pay for Atlanta's municipal services. Those fire, police, and medical personnel still had to keep the city running while serving a significantly larger, more centralized population than usual. A major influx of tourists cost the city additional money in maintenance, manpower, public transportation, and countless other local expenses. This is not to say that the Super Bowl isn't worth it. The most rosy projections of 2019's events suggest that it brought in 10 times as much revenue as the city spent. So if Atlanta spent $46 million, I want you to times that by 10. There's a lot of money exchanging hands, and you're just flying down there paying 50% more for the air, air ticket. And you're just staying at a hotel and paying 50 to 100% more. And you're going to the parties and you're paying uh, $1,000 to $3,000. And no, you're not going to actually go to the game because, you know, who wants to do that? We're just going to, you know, chill and hang out. But guess what? That's going to cost you too. You're paying sales tax. You're, everything down there is costing you. So my overall question is, where's the black... Wait, where's the black equity? Let's keep going. Let's see what else we find. The money comes on top of the additional expenses that a city takes on during a major event. We talked about that. So around the country, this is what else the article said. You can find all of this on this article. I'm dissecting it for you. So there are these people out here who listen to this podcast and they think I'm just... Uh, I'm just reading and handing you information that's already out there. No, my friends. No, my friends. I'm dissecting what they're not saying. I'm paying attention to what they're not saying. I'm, I'm doing a deep dive inside of an article and handing you nuggets and wisdom that are found in it. So let's keep looking. Then there's a the spending outside of Florida. While most fans aren't willing to drop thousands of dollars just to see the game, that doesn't mean they're not excited. According to the National Retail Federation, this year's Super Bowl is expected to generate roughly $17.2 billion in spending nationwide. The average fan will spend $88 on food, drinks, decorations, and other merchandise to celebrate the game. So it ain't just the people going down to Miami. It's the whole country. The whole country is bought into the hype. They got to be a part of this. They got to they gotta be a part of this event because they don't want to miss out. Everybody's doing it. It's the thing to do. It's, it's damn near a national holiday. But, but wait, where's the black equity? In the large part, this is driven by the fact that almost half of everyone watching the game plans to attend a Super Bowl party, and roughly 80% of them plan to buy at least some food and drinks. Although, while wings and beer might be the most popular items, viewers haven't forgotten the big-ticket stuff either. A full 9% of Super Bowl shoppers plan to buy a new television for the event. 
buy televisions, buy furniture. So when you really are diving into this, you are realizing that a lot of money is exchanging hands. And if you pay close attention to this episode, if you paid attention, I want you to decide which side of the transaction you want to sit on. Because the black equity in the Super Bowl is simply this. What you position yourself to be is how you will receive your revenues. Are you going to be a buyer, a seller, or are you going to acquire? And within this entire episode, all that was happening. And we're talking millions and billions of dollars exchanging hand all on one night. Now, which side of the transaction are you on now? I'm DJ Moultrie of the Black Equity Network. And you've been listening to the Black Equity Podcast. If you are a Black-owned business or an investor and you would like to advertise on our show, go ahead and send us a message at djm at djmoultrie.com. Now, back to the show.